Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and this is my guest, Sean Leonard. Today, we're going to hear his story from aspiring stylist to becoming a salon owner. Sean, would you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Sean Leonard, um, coming to you from Alexandria, Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Last time we talked with Sean, we discussed how he got his first salon job, and now we're going to pick up right where we left off and talking about how he went from that point to becoming a salon owner. Here it is. And then, so, so how long did you uh, work there? And um, did you work there until you decided to open up a salon? I worked there as, as I, I apprenticed. Um, okay. and, they, and this salon was like Washingtonian, like all these accolades and, you know, class galore and all this stuff. And uh, I had to do that transition from an assistant to the floor. And it was pretty funny because they were growing as a salon as well. And they were like, we don't even physically have a station for you unless we expand the electric or extend the station out. And I was like, with my blue collar background, I was like, are you telling me you just need electrics run and this and that? And they were like, yeah. So, um, and also at the time I was, I ended up married with a kid and young and literally out of hair school with, with no clientele having to feed a mouse you know, and wow. do all that. Yeah. And that was, that was scary. So they were yeah. like, they were like, yeah, we need to build a station. And I said, no problem. So I called my cousins up in Ohio and we came down for, they came down for the weekend and we literally ran the electric from the top floor to the electric box and built a station for me. Nice. And I worked and I worked seven days a week building a clientele. There you go. Cause I had a different motivation going on because there was a baby growing in my soon to be wife's tummy, you know, yeah, and that, yeah. that's a whole nother level of, of motivation. And, uh, you know, I, I made it happen and having a corporate sales background, I ended up going and cold calling offices to get clients while I was building my first chair. Nice. Did I, that work? I, Did that... It worked. Yeah. I, I went in, cold called, asked for who the decision maker was in the, in the office. When they came out, they were expecting this corporate sales gimmick. And I said, no, hey, I'm just a hairdresser in the area. And come into the salon. Let me, let me give you a freebie. And if people, people like your hair and you like your hair or whatever, give my card out. Nice. Cool. And you're, well, and you're, you yeah. So how long, um, how long did you work at this salon and uh, I, how long did it take you to build up a book? It was, it took me about a year. Okay. And, and I still had this eye vision for being a city hairdresser and not a suburban hairdresser. Okay. And I also was still at the time, even though I was starting to build and make a living, I basically was still the low man on the totem pole and was getting, the hand-me-downs and the crazies from all the senior stylists, you know? Okay. And I was, and I was like, I do not want this, you know, I was yeah. like, this is not what I want. And so, um, I was, I was offered a chair in this, in the city from, from a hairdresser that I knew or a stylist that I knew that he had a huge staff walkout. Um, and so I thought that might be my opportunity to make a move 
So I could have some of my clientele follow me there because it wasn't too, it was in Georgetown. And, um, and I also thought I could pick up some of the stragglers that were left behind after a walkout. Yeah. And I possibly could become a starlet within a salon that needed to be rebuilt. Yeah. And, and so uh, how long did you uh, stay there until you decided to open up a salon? Oh, that salon was a shit show. Okay. It's like coming into it. Yeah. And there's a reason why people walked out. You there know? you go. Usually. It yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and I understood that. And, uh, but for me, I had, again, another motivation to, right. to, to do, you know, right. my, my kids or my child and stuff, you know? Right. So I stuck through it all. And I knew like, look, the busier, busier you are on the floor, the more you're out of the staff room, Totally. The, the less you're in the negativity yeah, and all the shenanigans that goes on around you doesn't really matter because you're focused in on you and your clients and making money. And, and, uh, that is a motivator, you know, like people could be dramatic as all they want. And like, people can be, you know, in in fighting within the salon all they want and all that kind of stuff but the busier you are all that stuff fades away yeah so i mean a lot of people when i talk to the especially the young stylists that is something that they talk about they don't want to be in a place where they have to like escape negativity they just want to be placed somewhere where they're not so how long did it take you to staying there to where you decided it was time to open up a salon or move move salons Sure. I, I, um, I even tried to help the owner like with business ideas and like management and recruitment, all kinds of stuff, you know? And, uh, and again, I had this vision for a hair salon when I was in hair school and I was 20, I was almost 29 at the time. And I made, I was making good money, like owned a house, had equity, like all these responsibilities that, that, that came quick and fast, you know, yeah. and, um, credit scores that were phenomenal, you know, like I have enough money in the bank. I have enough of a book in the bank and I have a vision that I want to, that I want to create and I'm going to, I'm going to walk. And, and, uh, I was like, I'm going to rent a chair temporarily until I find a space until I find a home okay. to where I can open up my own place. Yeah. And I was, and I was looking across the bridge in Virginia, even at in Arlington in Arlington town center, the Arlington town center was just being built. And I almost signed a lease there. And, you know, I, I initially had a partner too, that was like a well, Gerard Kieran's who's like a well-known educator. And, uh, Lo and behold, my old place of employment, the guy who I was trying to help went under and the landlord unexpectedly called me and was like, I understand. Yeah, I understand you're looking for a salon. I said, I am. He said, let's get together and let's talk. So that happened. Nice. That's cool. So uh, do you think that by putting yourself out there and offering advice and stuff that maybe your old boss told, told your landlord to hit you up? 
it, it could have been that. It could have been just keeping positivity out there and not being the negative nilly out there that right, people right. tend to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so cool, that's, man. That's awesome. That's, yeah. Yeah. So uh, a lot of like uh, a lot of like hard, diligent, like consistent work, a lot of sacrifice of free time. Uh, a lot of uh, education and working towards being the best version of yourself, as well as um, staying positive and try not to participate in any of the negativity. And that kind of like led you and then chasing a dream at the same time and being true yep. to yourself. Sounds like yep. it all led you up to being a salon owner. It, it, it did. It really did. And at the, at the time, too, it was like perfect storm. You know, I, I read the I read a book purpose-driven life, you know, Rick Warren and all this stuff. And, you know, what's your purpose and meaning on the earth and all that kind of stuff. So like for me, a lot of, a lot of life, even still is spirituality and, and staying humble and that, you know, even from behind a chair is that's a big part of my, who I am and my ethos, you know? So Yeah, that's an awesome story. And um, I think that is a good place to wrap it up and prepare for our next conversation on the pros and cons of salon ownership. You know, it's a lot of work and um, Sean will share that with us next time. So until then, I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much, Sean, for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Cool. All right.